Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, this is Pastor Frank Riley, and you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Today's topic is living outside the comfort zone. The other night, Farmer Dean and I were talking about how things have changed since we first got married. We like to laugh about the story of how we met and how God orchestrated every single moment that led us both to walk completely and wholeheartedly outside of our comfort zones. Let me share a bit of the story from Farmer Dean's perspective. You always hear me talk about my perspective. Well, here's the farmer's. Dean was living out in the middle of loveliness, the middle of nowhere, I thought, but really it's the middle of somewhere pretty fabulous, southwest Minnesota. He grew up there, lived with his folks for quite a while, and then ventured not so far down the road to purchase his own property and put up a small home on the site. Time was ticking by, tick-tock, tick-tock. Day after day, he tended to his cows, first dairy and then beef cattle. Aren't you impressed that I even know those terms since I'm a city girl? He worked the fields and worked a part-time job on top of that. One day after his sister was married and four brothers were married and they had several little children and lots of life was whirling by, he sat down at his computer and he said to God, Life is passing me by. Is there anybody out there from me? His schoolmates were all grown and some had grandchildren by then. Without having options to date, since he didn't visit bars, didn't know anyone single, and lived outside of town taking care of cattle, he opted to check out an online dating service. No, no, not the churchy one. Nope, not the one that everybody in the world is using, but a simple, out-of-the-way dating site. He plugged in the nearest zip code. Nothing. He plugged in the next one closer to the cities. And there she was, a kind-looking young woman okay, well, that's my opinion, who was smiling, standing outside of a Lutheran church and wearing a jean jacket. He looked at her profile, church girl, loved God, loved people. The only problem, oh no, she had kids. So he was there, right there, at the edge of the world he lived in. He didn't want somebody that already had kids, but everything he knew, everything that he belonged with was inside of his own fences. His family, friends, church, faith, his cows. But she was past the fences. She was outside of what he knew. She was city. He was country. What next? He decided to send her an email. You could do that. Just send one that was pre-chosen. And if that person responded, you had to join to see what they said. Well, what would it hurt, he thought. If opposites attract, I sure hope we're opposite. He clicked that quote, sent it, and he waited. On the other side of cyberspace, Kathy sat at her church. The pastor was previewing and screening the dates and approved the Tom Selleck-looking farmer who sent a message from the middle of nowhere. She wrote back and asked him, exactly where is it that you live? And out she walked, past the cities, past the church, past the comfort zone. There the story begins. There God met each person, held out his hand, and gently said, come with me. We've got life to live, and it's beyond everything you already know. And Dean moved out past the fences of cattle, and Kathy past the fences of church land, 
the kiddos? Well, he got right over that because, you see, he was getting kind of old to have kids of his own. And instead, he made those three girls his own, and he loved them like that. He loved them like they were his own, and they loved him right back. And when it came to grandkids, well, I can tell you from personal experience, he's the best grandpa a little kid could ever have because he's a kid himself. Living outside the comfort zone came when we got married and everything changed. What about you? Are you always in your comfort zone? Because I've got news for you. God lives outside of comfort zones. In order to stretch us and to help us grow, he calls us outside of our own. Here to talk about how he and his wife Colleen are being called out of their comfort zone is Earl Hensel. Earl and Colleen are leaving Minnesota and headed to become missionary associates to Costa Rica. Earl, tell our listeners what you and Colleen have been doing for a living. Well, Kathy, first we'd like to thank you for having us on your show today. Oh, I'm it's, glad it's you're great here. and to, to share a little bit about our life with, with you and, and your listeners. Um, to our, our life uh, for the last 15 years, I've been a uh, maintenance electrician for General Mills. And I have been working in the eye clinic business. I am a contact lens technician and also a doctor's assistant. Wow. So this is going to be a really interesting transition for a call from God for the two of you, because it's not like you're saying, hey, I'm Pastor Bob and I'm Susie Sunshine, the church secretary or the you know youth leader. It's, you know, definitely business, and you guys have been doing a great job. So you were called by God to become missionaries. Have you ever had any kind of missions experience before? And do you feel like this was just a call that, you know, God gave you, Earl, or were you both on board with it? We were both on board with it. We've we've always supported uh, our local missions, uh, missionaries that have come through and things, we went on missionary uh, trips, short-term missionary trips, ones within the United States, ones without. Um, and and how we were called, our pastor shared a vision of sending 500 from our church. And um, during that that pat during that that sermon, um, it was placed on my heart that we would be one of the 500. So um, and then after the service was over, my wife shared that she felt the same way that. Wow, that she is so She felt that neat. we were called to be part of the 500. And what church are you talking about, Earl? Uh, we are members of uh, River Valley Church in um, the South Metro area. Okay. Uh, we uh, attend the Apple Valley campus. All right. It's and that's an incredible... One church with many locations. Okay. Oh. So like satellite locations, different locations. That is an incredible cry for a pastor to give that he wants 500 of his flock to travel, and how wonderful that you guys both had that prompting of God at the same time. What did the call look like for the two of you? Was it exciting? Was it scary? Um, You know, Colleen, did you feel challenged? Did you think it was going to be difficult for you? What are some things you guys are dealing with right now? I thought we were going to be called to Egypt. So we went on a trip to Egypt, Jordan, and Dubai, and God was silent. So we knew when we came back that that's not where he was calling us. And to me, that would have been a big challenge because the churches there, of course, are underground, and it's just a lot more difficult to reach people. Yes. So, uh, yeah, 
And do you guys know what the language is in Egypt? What people speak? Would you have Arabic. had? Okay, so would you have had to learn a different language, or do you know Arabic? Yes, okay, it's, all right. Arabic is one of the most difficult languages <laughs> to learn, so okay. I'm very happy that we have to learn Spanish instead. Okay, so you guys came back from your trip, and then how did God move you into Costa Rica land? We kept praying um, for God to to put a people group. Uh, a country to show us in some way um, where where we could go or where we, where he could use us, and we just kept praying God, you know, to to show us um, some way. And it was placed on my heart to let's just go to um, the Assemblies of God World Missions and tell them we're here. How can you use us? And uh, we did that, and they came back with four uh, places that could use us. Um, with my background in maintenance and Colleen's background in administrative and uh, medical, um, there was many opportunities throughout the world in, in different. One was in uh, Brussels, one was in Valencia or in Madrid, Spain, one was in Costa Rica, and one was even in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Wow! In Springfield, Missouri. Okay. So um, we prayed about them. Um, we sent out. Uh, contacts with them, and the one, the first one that called us back was Costa Rica. Uh, the missionary there called, uh, we talked on the phone a little bit, and he invited us to come down last March and visit. We went down, visited for two weeks, uh, and enjoyed it so much, and um, the fit was perfect with him, with what they're doing there. It's a, it's a language school um, for missionaries. So all the missionaries that go to Latin America go to this school in San Jose, Costa Rica first, uh, anywhere from four months to a year. It's the springboard for, for the next generation of missionaries going to the field. They have to go there and learn language and culture and then on to the field. So you get to see them develop. You get to see them, uh, their passion. You get to touch our job there will be to remove the facility as a distraction for them getting there. Okay, so when you first arrive there, and, and when are you guys going to be able to head out to Costa Rica? Will it be we this would fall? Like to head out, we'd like to head out, um, God willing, if uh, as soon as we're 100% funded uh, this fall okay. would be the opportune time okay. to leave. So when you get there in the fall, because we're going to trust God for those provisions, because I believe he's called you to it, He's going to get you through it. So when you get there, what's the first thing that you guys have for a goal? Um, And maybe they've given it to you. Maybe you've, you know, God's given it to you. Maybe you're just putting it together. But what will your first goal be when you arrive? Our first goal is to learn the language and the culture. Our first four months, we will be students uh, within the school that we will be working at. And then after that, for the next two years, we'll be part-time students and then serving on, or and then as part of the staff for the school. Okay, and so, so are you feeling, um, you know, both of you together, obviously you've been established as mom and dad, husband and wife, you've lived here in the Twin Cities, you know, for a long time, you've had your jobs. Are you feeling like this is where God's calling you permanently? Are you selling what you have? Are you coming back? What, what do you have for a goal there? You know, Earl felt the call to Costa Rica before I did, so... Um, I wasn't sure when we got on that plane, <clears throat> but while we were in Costa Rica, God made it clear that that's where he wanted us. So 
So that was that was a blessing. We feel, at least I, I really feel strongly that this is going to be permanent, but we've signed up for two years, and um, we'll just listen for whatever God okay. has for us. And so, yes, we are going to get rid of most of our stuff, um, renting out our townhouse, okay. things like that. And that's always a challenge, so I'm really, really proud of you because when we're getting out from our comfort zone, we're walking out from behind that fabulous white picket fence of everything we know and love, it can be very scary. So, Earl, has God ever called you to something this big outside of your comfort zone? And if so, can you tell the listeners what it was? Uh, I I can't think of anything bigger than this. I, I really can't. But... I, I like it. I, I, I want to embrace it. It's 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 scary. It's uh, but it's also growing my faith so much um, by doing this. And what about you, and, Colleen? Did you ever feel that you've been called to something you know big like this before? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, quite a few years ago, uh, I was going to a different church, and they had decided they were going to start a church in Berlin, Germany. And God distinctly, without question, called me to go. And so I went, you know, I started taking German and doing all the stuff, preparing. And um, just to make a long story short, um, something really good happened in my life that caused me to not go. And as the years passed, I thought he was going to call me back there until I realized he called me to go to see if I would be obedient. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what would happen instead, he blessed me with something mm. that I had been praying about because of my obedience, and okay. so then I never did end up going. Okay. Oh, that's a great story. I'm so proud of both of you. So how do you guys feel that God has prepared you for this opportunity up to now, and do you have any fears? I mean, obviously, just thinking about it, Colleen, you're already talking about hearing from God being called. Um, Earl is talking about just being excited, maybe nothing this big. But right now, you know, God's been getting you prepared. And, you know, I can see it from a stranger's viewpoint. But what do you guys see in your own lives? I think God has been preparing us our whole life. Um, And as we became more obedient in our faith, um, he had us serving within our church. Uh, in different places. He had us, like, serving on the prayer team. He had us uh, serving within a recovery program within our church. He had us um, stacking chairs, um, just being a servant for him. And I think everything we've ever we've done up together up to this point, it, it's the short-term mission trips has all prepared us. And our church has also been great. Uh, they have a a missionary action plan. It takes uh, 18 to 24 months. It pr- walks you through the whole step of exploring missions, um, finding a sending agency, um, getting with missionaries, reading books, just the background, the culture, and, and, and getting together as groups that want to talk about missions and be part of missions. And it all has helped us God's hand has been in it every step of the way. 
So what kinds of steps have you guys been taking to prepare and what needs to happen? Obviously, you guys are raising funds and, and you know, we want to put the word out there for anyone that's listening. We're going to give you the information at the end of our interview of where you can help to fund them. But what else are you doing to prepare? I'd say part of it is talking to our families. We have kids and grandkids and um I would say that's probably going to be the hardest thing of all is leaving our kids and our grandkids. Hmm. So we're talking to them and um, trying to make them understand that this is a calling from God and not not our choice to leave them. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that we're doing to prepare. And and we're we're slowly starting to go through our things and and get rid of stuff. That's always a, a big job, isn't it? It is. The older that we are, the longer we're married, the grandkids, the kids. I don't know about you guys, but I have things from all of my children still at my house, hoping someday they'll want to get them. But I know it's (laughs) it's hard. It's hard. Well, listeners, so often God will call to us. Will we listen? So often he will ask us to step up to the edge of the comfort zone and be willing to walk past our fences of complacency to do something we've never thought of, never believed we could do, and yet he knows us, believes in us, and provides all that we need. The Reverend Billy Graham states this about God's call, the will of God will not take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. So let's take a few minutes right here to listen to a song from Tim Timmons from his Awake Our Souls album called Everywhere I Go. This song really hits home for the ideas that we're talking about with Earl and Colleen and just with getting out from behind your fence. We're called by God to our destiny, to his plan for our life. It's meant for us alone, but he never leaves us alone. He's with us. Let's take a listen. We'll be back with our friends Earl and Colleen in just a minute. Everywhere I go on this road, high and low, where I go, I go with you. There's a city that calls me by name There's a city that calls me by name Yes, as I run this race, I am cheered by the saints There's a city that calls me by name There's a future that runs through my veins There's a future that runs through my veins And there's nothing on earth that could stand in the way There's a that runs through my veins Everywhere I go On this road high and low Where I go, I go with you So I won't be afraid This my hope, come what may Where I go, I go with you Where I go, I go with you There's a spirit I cannot contain There's a spirit I cannot contain The same power that raised Jesus up from the grave The same spirit I cannot contain Everywhere I go on this road high and low Where I go, I go with you So I won't be afraid This my hope, come what may Where I go, I go I go with you, yeah. 
fire in my soul Your kingdom is my home And I don't walk alone Everywhere I go on this road high and low Where I go, I go with you I won't be afraid, this my hope, come what may Where I go, I go with you Oh, everywhere I go, on this road, high and low Where I go, I go with you So I won't be afraid, this my hope, come what may Where I go, I go with you Where I go, I go with you So Earl and Colleen, in thinking about the fact that you guys are leaving, you're leaving behind the jobs that you've got, the things that you're used to, you're leaving behind your kids, your grandchildren, you're getting rid of some of your things, you're renting out your townhome, um, you know that you're following God. You believe you've heard from him and he wants you to go and do a great work for him. What encouragement can you two give our listeners? And I think more specifically, what would help them is, you know, you talk about a call, you talk about a call, and they want to know, listeners want to know, what is that call like? Is that from the Holy Spirit? Do you sense that? Did you hear it? Do you have some pieces that are figure? Just tell us quickly what that looks like and how can you encourage us? I think you'll you'll know. You'll, you'll hear from within from God, and it will be confirmed in, in some way or fashion um, to you. And one thing that we've always said early on, that we would continue going every step of the way on God's time and only when God opened the door for us. Um, and we always prayed about it and um, just had faith that he would show us if, if this was right. And uh, so far, everything is lined up. Everything has been opened. Um, and when there isn't, or if there's been a, a moment, sometimes we think they might want to be faster, but God has us on his time for a reason. It's, there's a wait for a reason. Uh, a fellow missionary told us, don't hate the wait. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all for a reason. And, and it, it's ring through every time, whether it was an appointment with somebody, whether it was getting um, some training that we needed or whatever, but it always came through on God's time. And I just want to encourage any listeners that maybe think they've heard from the Holy Spirit to go or the thought has just come into their mind and they're, they're not sure, pursue it. Just keep praying to God and Go to your church and see what avenues you can take to learn more. It's it's such a blessing to be obedient to the Lord. That's so wonderful. Listeners, Earl and his wife, Colleen, can certainly use your prayer support as well as your financial support. Earl, where can our listeners go online to help? They can go to uh, agmd.org um, and type in 
H-E-N-S-E-L, Hensel. And that will pull up our profile. That's the Assemblies of God uh, Missionary Directory. Um, and we're listed in there, and it'll pull up our page. And on there, it's got a Give give button, and it'll walk you right through all the steps. Again, that's A-G-M-D. Dot org. Got Dot org. All together. Perfect. Okay, great. And we really appreciate you being on the show today. And blessings to you as you travel from behind your safety place of, of a wonderful picket fence in the Twin Cities and get out and follow God's lead. Thanks for being Thank on the show. You. Thank you. Friends, as always, we're encouraging you to be your best. And here's Best Life staffer, Dr. Justin Hildebrand, with a few thoughts on staying healthy. Did you make a New Year's resolution to lose weight or diet and exercise? It is already that time where everyone is beginning to struggle to stay on top of their resolutions. Instead of making a resolution every year to exercise or eat better, one should make a commitment to their health. Just like any spiritual commitment, a commitment to your health takes dedication, devotion, and faith. You must be dedicated to be the best you can be mentally, physically, and emotionally. Mentally strong to say no to the devil's food cakes and your sweet tooth. Dedicated physically to start exercising, whether it is walking a few extra steps or training for a 5K. Food and comfort are tied to our emotions. We eat when we are stressed. We binge watch Netflix when we are bored. We must be dedicated to coping with our emotions in a positive way. Committing to good health does not just involve diet and exercise. We must be devoted to being truly healthy. Looking physically fit or cosmetically appealing does not mean one is healthy. The makeup of your body's chemistry tells us more than the mirror. Getting a physical and yearly blood work is the first step in being devoted to working on correcting any imbalances found. You must commit to taking proper vitamins, probiotics, and minerals, as well as committing to getting seven to nine hours of sleep every night. Lastly, you have to have faith. Faith in yourself and faith that God will give you the strength and ability to stay committed. If you do not believe that you can stay dedicated, odds are you will not. In any commitment, you will be tested and you will fail, but those who have faith always find their path. Yours in health, Dr. Justin Hildebrand. Here's an excerpt from my new 10-week Bible study called Blaze Your Trail. In Scripture, I like to think about the call God delivered to Jonah. Scripture says in Jonah 1, 1 and 2, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittah. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. There's the call. It's simple. It's self-explanatory. It's a call to saddle up and hit the dusty trail. This is how it will be with you and God. You will be sitting on your porch one day and God will show up through his inner prompting, his word, other people, nature, or circumstances. You'll begin to wonder, is it just me or is it the pepperoni pizza with green peppers I had at midnight last night? But deep inside, you'll know. You'll know it's him and you'll know he's talking to you. You and I have a choice. We can hang up our hat, ignore the voice, and let some other ranch hand follow God on the adventure, or we can start corralling our thoughts and fears, lassoing them into the stalls of our minds and say, sure, God, what's next? At times, such as in the story of Jonah, 
God needs us to do something, and it's meant for us specifically. It's God's map, perfectly unfolded at just the right time. It's supposed to make us stronger, better, our best, and for sure it would be a successful adventure since God is with us on the trail. But we don't always want to do what we're supposed to do. We question God, we complain about this or that, and we don't see the purpose for the journey. In the same way, Jonah answered God in a way not often found in Scripture. It's bold. It's brutal. In his mind, there was absolutely no trail to blaze. He said no. But obviously, he must have some guilt, fear, and remorse in saying no to God, or he wouldn't have run in the opposite direction. This might be where you're at right now in life. You might be hearing a call from God, and it's something you don't want to do. Perhaps it's a trail that is a small one, traveling a short track that leads you to forgiving someone who has mistreated or abused you. Maybe it's going back to a place where you once worked, a place where your employee hurt you, and now you're the only one who can help the business get things back in order. Maybe it's a larger call to travel somewhere. Life is short. We need to pray, listen, follow, step away from your comfort zone, from mine, the comfortable one. Psalm 1830 says, As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. His shield, all who take refuge in him. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, I pray for each and every person today who hears this show and podcast and is searching for direction. I pray that you will speak clearly to them for those who you are calling to step away from their comfort zone. I pray you'll provide, give them purpose, and hold them closely. Direct our steps. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes and please give us a favorable review so that other people can listen to the show and enjoy it as well. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.